What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Ball. Yeah, I'm talking about Ball Arena. Ball, they're sponsoring us right now across the DNVR network, and they are an awesome company. Not only do they treat their employees well, not only do they make literally hundreds of billions of cans every year, but they're also leading global sustainability efforts, and they want to hire you to work on their team. Like I said, Ryan, they're a great company, and I know this because my aunt just started working there and says it's just a fantastic place to work. So they're, they're just great people over there, and they treat you right. So aunt if you what? Wanna, what? Aunt what? Aunt Julie. Okay, Shout right. out to my Aunt Shout Julie. Shout out Aunt Julie. <laughs> just t testing me there? Well, I don't know. Um, didn't you? Don't we have a? Don't we have a shared aunt name? Oh, do you have an aunt Linda? Don't don't we have a, a shared uncle name? Oh. Oh no, we don't. We just have a shared middle name. Because <laughs> David, you know why David's my middle name? Because I have three uncle Davids. Oh, I think yeah, that was it. I yeah, knew there yeah. was something. <laughs> I don't have a Linda. Okay, what about an Andrea? No. Okay, uh, those I want, are my only My aunts. list can keep going. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Ball, where Aunt Julie works, uh, a fantastic company, and you want to work for them over in – here's how you do it. Go to hashtag work at ball online and apply for a position to their aluminum can plant by texting golden, G-O-L-D-E-N, to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or simply text golden to 77222. All right, Ryan, let's hop into the show. We are DNVR, and we are live, not from Studio B, from mm -hmm. Studio A, I guess. And the A stands for a leader in the Broncos quarterback competition. We will get to that in just a second. But first, I want to give a shout-out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. msudenver.edu slash online is the website to see all they have to offer. And what you need to know is that MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. So if you're looking to maintain a full-time job while getting your education, then MSU Denver is the place for you, Zach. My boy, what is up, my friend? You know what, Ryan? It feels like a little Oprah Winfrey set today. Yeah, we've got you know, like an audience here, live studio audience. <laughs> might get slimed if they don't look good. Uh, it's pretty great. DNVR grand opening 2.0 going down right now. People rolling into the bar. If you aren't down here, feel free to come down. And if you are down here, feel free to come upstairs and come hang out and, uh, and watch the show. So... Uh, let's jump into this right now, Zach. A big day for one of the two quarterbacks. A big day and a bad day for one of the two quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater today, Ryan, had the day that a lot of people were fearing Drew Locke would have at one point and kind of just a falling apart day. And on the other end, Drew Locke had a Teddy Bridgewater day. He was Mr. Efficient. Just returning the serve. <laughs> exactly. But Drew Locke, Ryan, 
was efficient. He w he had a good practice. I wouldn't say anything more than that, but it was magical compared to what Teddy Bridgewater did. During the first half of practice, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater pretty much neck and neck in what they were both doing, except for the touchdown that Drew had, which we'll talk about. But that was on 7-on-7. Seven seven. Vic Fangio warns us of 7-on-7. Seven seven, so it really was a, a very even uh, practice until halfway through and then the wheels absolutely fell off. Teddy, in back-to-back -back plays, he threw an interception, the first interceptions of camp, and the first one was a fantastic play by McTelvin Ajim, or I think we just start calling him Sosa, Sosa. because Vic was asked, he said, so McTelvin Ajim, he said, who? Sosa? I mean, so we'll just call him Sosa from now on. Uh, he, he did a great job backing down the guard, was pretty much in Teddy's face. Teddy threw it. McTelvin batted it, caught it, took off. It would have been mm. a house call in a game. Wow. No one was catching him. And then the very next play, about as opposite of an interception as you can have, Kareem Jackson just watching Teddy the whole way. Jerry Judy goes on like a 10-yard kind of post-in cut, uh, and Kareem just jumps it. Mm. And easy, takes it to the house. Uh, another pick six there as well. So back-to-back -back plays of interceptions. Then the very next period red zone period teddy's in the red zone again mctelvin ajim bats the ball wow. down actually doesn't bat it down he bats it it goes up in the air kareem jackson dives under it gets it in the red zone too that's that's even that's just as bad as yes. a pick six almost uh and so just uh, the wheels completely fell off and then after that ryan it didn't get any better for teddy because teddy just seemed frazzled and he during that red zone period he was just throwing the ball uh, out of bounds pretty much time and time again just to not throw another interception. So that was the question I was going to ask you is Teddy has been so steady uh, throughout the entire steady training Teddy. camp and it felt like all the easy stuff came really easy to him. Do you feel like after he threw that first pick, it kind of got his heart rate going and he lost who he was? Yeah, and it was very clear. Uh, and, and like I said, there was probably six out of eight passes at the end of practice, well, be, at, before the last period of practice, where he was just throwing the ball away to not have a mistake. And we know that he is a mistake-free guy most of the time, except this practice. It, it, it was bad all around in the second half of practice. Now, he did okay at the end of the practice on the move-the-ball period. Both quarterbacks did fine, move the ball down the field. Neither of them had a fantastic throw. Drew, Drew Locke had a 10-yard completion on fourth and five, which was good. Teddy, I believe, only had two completions in that, but I think was two for three. So they were both fine, but it totally fell off the train. So I think this is interesting because... People hate when Drew Locke uses the term gunslinger about himself. But, but the other day, Drew Locke gets off to a really slow start to practice. And I think that's where that gunslinger mentality actually helped him. He got right back on the horse. He goes out there and he just keeps chucking it. And by the end of practice, you know, people were saying, oh, maybe it wasn't as big of a blowout as you thought. Teddy doesn't exactly have that gene in him. So once the wheels kind of came off, he wasn't able to get it. And while... And he didn't try to get it back either. Right. And while I believe Vic Fangio, when he says this early stuff doesn't matter nearly as much than when they go into the games, that has to stick in your head as a coach is, okay, one guy had a rough start and picked it up. Another guy went down a rough hill and just kind of kept sliding down the slippery slope. And don't you think if this day would have been Drew's bad day that we would probably be viewing this even worse 
because I think I think Teddy's going to get the benefit of the doubt from a lot of people, but also from Vic. I think Vic's going to say, okay, I trust Teddy bouncing back. If Drew were to have this type of day. Oh, here we go again. Exactly. And I think in Vic's mind, that would be even worse. So Drew's bad day it two days ago, it wasn't interception, interception, incomplete interception. It was just a lot of incompletions, and it, it wasn't good. Teddy easily won that day because of Drew really losing it. Today, it was it was Teddy completely lost the day, and it wasn't just incompletions, incompletions, incompletions. And Teddy on the day finished with more incompletions than completions. This this was a complete opposite Teddy than we've seen moving in, in the past. I also think I saw someone say somewhere that it took Teddy 15 reps today before he threw the ball to a wide receiver. Yeah, he did a lot of lot of easy stuff. I mean, a lot of tight ends, a uh, lot of running backs. He did get Jerry Judy involved a little bit, but there wasn't much to get involved with, with with the way Teddy was playing. Yeah, I think you're right in the fact that if this was Drew, everyone would be running around like chickens with their heads cut off. <laughs> oh, my God, here we go again. He's lost it. This this competition's over, et cetera, et cetera. But now you zoom out a little bit, and a couple things here. One, there's been four practices. You and I, or I guess I wasn't at all of them, but you have Drew up three to one in just days of practice. And then I think this is the most important part. I look, uh, and you and I collabed on this because I was just, you know, compiling. I've been compiling stats from just reading people's tweets when I wasn't there. And I asked you, what is the touchdown to interception ratio between these two when they're in 11 on 11? The answer is four to zero touchdowns for, to interceptions for Drew Locke and two to three touchdowns to interception from Teddy Bridgewater. So while I think when the scoreboard comes out today, you'll see a lead for Drew Locke. I wonder if that one day is skewing this more than it really should be. I think Drew Locke is at least within range of being able to pull away. I, I think our scoreboard is going to be perfect after today of okay. where it is, with Drew having a decent lead right now. But again, I think just the way Drew, Vic is going to look at this is if Drew has a lead, he's going to have to do more than Teddy would have to. It's it's not fair, and that's not how I view it. I just think that's how Vic is going to view it. I, I See, I see it the other way. It's With like Vic? it's like the Ryder Cup. Like if you're the one retaining the Ryder Cup, all you have to do is tie and you get to keep it. It's like he's the incumbent starter. All he has to do, and he's younger, he has higher potential, better arm. I think all he has to do is keep it very close and he's going to win the job. You know what I find interesting about that four touchdowns and no interceptions through four practices for Drew is I think a lot of people would expect two touchdowns a, a practice for Drew and it would be eight to zero. But it shows you that Drew isn't the gunslinger anymore he he yes. what he called himself earlier this week is what is that how he's actually been playing is a calculated gunslinger <laughs> it's and, an oxymoron <laughs> yes it, it is but that's how he's been playing he has not been taking shots uh unless it's been open and teddy's actually taken almost as many shots as drew just you know a drop here an overthrow he had a couple of overthrows today he went to the end zone a couple of times uh he had a drop by tyree cleveland and just a, a couple of overthrows in the red zone as well but drew isn't taking shot after shot after shot but ryan that's why he's not throwing interception after interception after interception if i were to tell you in the first month of the season and and this is this is a real question would, would you take four touchdowns and no picks from drew a hundred percent because four touchdowns and no picks in four games to me which is not exciting that's Teddy Bridgewater. But it's on pace for actually more <laughs> touchdowns than Teddy Bridgewater's ever thrown in a season. Yeah. But more importantly, 
you look at the teams on the schedule in the first four games, I think if you don't turn the ball over in those games, you're probably going to win those games. But then flip that around, shouldn't you be dominating those teams early on? Fair. Yes. But unless you're running the ball really well, you know. If Drew has four touchdowns and no picks, it means the rest of the offense is playing well. Yeah. Because you're not I, forcing the ball it, you're not exactly. you're not behind playing from behind and also isn't that obviously people would love to see four touchdowns and no picks every single game but i don't think anyone would be crushing drew for one touchdown no picks through the first through the first uh month of the season no picks i mean no one can complain about no picks now if it's zero touchdowns zero picks and the broncos aren't scoring people are going to get you know a, a little unsettled i love what i'm seeing from drew though where once in a while i'll see him do something that I'm like he learned that from last year for example the touchdown to KJ Hamler yesterday you mentioned Kareem Jack or that was yesterday yeah you mentioned Kareem Jackson jumping a route to Jerry Judy today and late in the season that's what everyone was doing all defenses had their eyes on Jerry Judy and the same exact touchdown that he threw to KJ Hamler in the Carolina game I believe it was was because three defenders came down on an over route for Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler has single coverage over the top. That's the exact same thing he did yesterday. There was no safety back there. He wore it. He saw there was single coverage. He saw the defense come down on some underneath routes, with the, which they've been hitting all the time. Then he took a shot. I don't know about today with Cortland. Was it single coverage? It was. It, it, it was single coverage, and this was during seven-on-sevens, but Drew took a shot. They were from the 45-yard line, and Cortland going kind of down the, the, the hash, so kind of inside left, uh, and he had him beat, and Drew tossed it up. Cortland made a great catch, came down probably at the one-yard line, didn't mm. actually get in the end zone from where I was standing, but, I mean, pretty much a 45-yard right, touchdown You don't get to go right there. up there and run it in anyway. <laughs> you know, in real life, you just go line up and smash it in. Right, I exactly, but you love to see the bomb. Now, he didn't He didn't do that bomb who was in, coverage? in team. I don't remember who it was. I, I wasn't able to see that, uh, but a great, great catch by Cortland. Awesome. What else uh, did you take away from those two guys' performances today? I mean, I got, let me ask you this. If you take out Teddy's interceptions, where does this rank today? Is it still a win for Drew? It is. It's probably six for Drew because again, Drew was Drew was good, and, and that that was kind of the feeling around practice today was Drew did what he needed to do to be kind of just. Wouldn't you say that about Teddy? If he were to win this job, like yeah. that's he's just, just doing what, what he, he needs needed, yeah. to do, and that's what Drew did during the team periods. But Ryan, when you say that about a quarterback. It means they're doing enough for the offense. They're getting those guys in position to make plays. And this team really could lead the league in yards after catch. K.J. Hamler again today. I mean, they're, doing, they're using K.J. on like five-yard ends, and then he's just taken off. You saw that route from Jerry yesterday where it was like a seven-yard end, and then Jerry spun and just left uh, Bryce Callahan standing there. Yeah. That's what K.J. was doing a little bit today. Now, not as splashy of plays, but K.J. is getting the ball five yards downfield and turning it up for a 12-yard gain. Interesting. All right, I want to get around uh, to more of the other uh, conversations here. First, I want to take a little straw poll of everyone who's in here. Raise your hand if you want Drew Locke to win the competition. Is that ev almost everyone. every hand? Okay, yep. <laughs> and that's so interesting to me because I think that's where most people should be. Not that you need to pick favorites because I think it's crazy that there's like hate going either way. But what, what blows my mind is when I look around on social media, when I read our YouTube comments after the show, there's like so many people who just have so much hate for Drew Locke. And I don't get it because we've talked about this before where Teddy Bridgewater 
you know, he can maybe get you a winning season, but you know you're looking for a quarterback next year. If Drew Locke hits this year, if he pulls it together, if he has, I know people hate the comparison, if he has a Josh Allen-like rise, that should be everyone's dream, right? That's the best case scenario for the Denver Broncos. I find it so odd that, like, there's Broncos fans rooting against Drew Locke. Doesn't make any sense to You me. feel like it should be the opposite. Guys rooting against Teddy because they know his ceiling is so limited and they don't want to be talking about a quarterback next year. Uh, but Drew, at, Ryan, we've said this since the day Drew was drafted. The best thing for the Broncos is for Drew to pan out and be a Pro Bowl quarterback because then they don't have to spend three first-round picks on Aaron Rodgers next year. They don't have to worry about Deshaun Watson. They don't have to gamble on a rookie quarterback next year. They don't have to worry about picking Pat Sertan over Justin Fields this past year. Yep. Uh, Best thing for the Broncos is for Drew Locke to work out. The best thing for you is to get a Breckenridge (laughs) brew. I got a little RK special going here. Figured that was uh, in the spirit of our grand opening 2.0. I got you a Strawberry Sky. How's that Strawberry Sky going down? It is fantastic. Hey, you, you didn't think I was an IPA guy, though? I don't know. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you you know, had the, the gumption even, to handle the RK special. I was the one to have your back right after Shelby <laughs> Harris said this thing is awful. I was the one to have your back and well, say it's good. To be honest, I asked you what you wanted, and you didn't give an answer. And I felt like that was you saying, like, I don't want an RK special. You thought you would hurt my feelings so if you are, said you wanted something else. Are you saying that you, you did? Oh, today? Yeah, today. You oh, were, I was like, yeah, what beer yeah, do you want? You're yeah. like, anything. Oh, I just thought you were going to pour me up your special. Well, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, doesn't matter which whether you have an RK special, Strawberry Sky, Vanilla Porter, or any of the other ones we have on tap here or that you can get at your local liquor store. Breckenridge Brew, best damn beers out there. And as Allie has there. Well, good company, hard seltzer as well. Uh, make sure you check them out. Ryan, you know what today is? It's not only Drew Day. It's a perfect day to mow the lawn. It's Saturday. <laughs> it's overcast. <laughs> it's cloudy. It's a perfect day to whip out the lawnmower 4.0 from our friends. Glad you said the lawnmower is what you're whipping Manscaped. out. <laughs> well, you got to whip something else out, too, if you, if you want to use the lawnmower wow. 4.0. Uh, and you can also use the this guy per- drinks two thirds of uh, <laughs> one third of a beer. He's running it, off the handle. It, it is a member's beer. So you got to give that's me credit true, for that. That's true. That's like six ounces. <laughs> well, look at me. What do you expect? I, I, that's exactly what I expect. <laughs> you also expect the uh, fourth generation performance package. I do. Over at Manscaped. Because like you said, Ryan, they have it all. You can use, uh, you know, shampoo and their three-in-one yep. body products in the shower. You can use it all. You can even use the lawnmower 4.0 in the shower because it's waterproof. You can use it in the dark. You can use it on this cloudy day because it comes with that <laughs> LED light. So make sure to just check out it out. Of, just outside of the exactly. park. Exactly. You're whipping everything out <laughs> over at manscaped.com. Use code DNVR20 for 20% off and free shipping. All right. Let's move on here uh, on to the rest of the show. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about KJ Hamler. We talked about Cortland a little bit. What other guys, non-quarterback, stood out to you? Well, we talked about it a little bit, but McTelvin, Ajim, Sosa. Yesterday, Vic Fangio had huge praise for him, saying that he is leaps and bounds better than he was last year. And we'd seen him get in the rotation a little bit uh, through the first three days of training camp, but today was his day. And sometimes pe- offensive linemen specifically say, when you get a, a pass batted down by a defensive mm. lineman, it's because they didn't do their job in mm-hmm. getting to the quarterback. But like I said, that first one, he was pushing the guard into Teddy Bridgewater's lap. I mean, he batted the pat. Teddy shouldn't should have seen him right there. I mean, he was a <laughs> foot and a half away from him. So great pressure. And then Bill Kolar was thrilled because he got his hands up. 
and then also caught the ball and took off. And then, like I said, just two plays later, he got his hand on a ball at the line of scrimmage, which turned into an interception. He was really, really used. And uh, you don't have Mike Purcell for the next week or so. You'll have him by opening game, it seems like, with a sprained ankle. So not a big concern. But McTelvin Najim, probably your biggest guy outside of Mike Purcell on the line. They were using Deshaun Williams a lot on the line today to fill in for Purcell. But if you really need a big body guy, you're going to use McTelvin. So this injury could give McTelvin more playing time from that center spot. Uh, but noteworthy, he got these two at the true defensive end spot. Ooh, that is interesting. I was going to ask where you thought he fit in, but you answered that question. Um, where was I going? Oh, it's funny that that happened today because did you see the Madden ratings video that came out with them? Oh boy. So they, they're like asking all the guys about their Madden ratings. Sadly, they asked Deshaun Williams, who was rated a 68 <laughs> overall. He's like, I know my rating sucks, but I should have 99 overall catching because I feel like I'm the only person in the league who could tip it up like that and then catch it. Uh, and it's great that McTelvin, you know, called his bluff on that and, and did, did it as well. Also, uh, Jerry Judy had a great moment in that video where he's just like, man, I know I had 10 drops, but I can't believe they killed me on my catching so hard. <laughs> he's like, I, I played uh, with the Broncos the other day. I threw to myself and dropped the first pass. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so sad. Hey, he hasn't dropped a pass in camp. Touch wood. Is that wood? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, it's wood with like some foam. <laughs> a little more wood at the. It's not fully. Is that wood. how you make wood with here, foam? There's some wood here oh, too. Oh yes, there we go. <laughs> or I do have my uh, touch wood thing. Do you have yours? Yes, of course. Keep it in my wallet all the time. Um, all right. Who else? Um, well, we had uh, b just a, an interesting note. Baron Browning, man, Ryan. Before we found this news out about him, I saw his leg today in practice. He's got a huge brace around his right knee, which is very concerning. And then after practice, Vic said he's a little stuck in his recovery, not sure when he's going to be back. Ryan, I'm close to just saying redshirt year for Baron Browning. Look, you have Justin Sternod, yep. who was getting some run with the ones today. You don't need Baron Browning this year. In my opinion, right when they drafted him, I thought he was a project sort of guy. Big upside. I mean, he was a big-time athlete coming out of high school. Uh, and then he, you don't know what position he has. Now, for me, it's time to, to pretty much just say, okay, 2022 plan for him. And that kind of makes sense to me because – Coming in, I was already concerned about this idea that they were going to have him playing a hybrid inside-outside role. We already saw them try that with Justin Hollins. Weirdly, they gave up af on it after one year, and then he went and balled out. And well, balled working. out is maybe a bit much, but he went was a as a contributor for the Rams. He was a very good fourth-round pick. And I just wondered maybe if he would have had a redshirt year where he could just focus on learning, being in the quote-unquote classroom, if it would have been better for him to come out the next year without them having, I don't know, some preconceived notions about him, because clearly they gave up on him just because of what they saw on film the year before. Browning is so talented. He's so athletic. The biggest transition for him is going to be figuring out just how to play in this Vic Fangio defense. I think it could work out well for him, and I kind of assume that they might be thinking the same way. I don't even know if he actually is stuck in his recovery or if that's just an easy thing for them to say to buy him that red shirt. He's year. like, wait, I don't need this brace. And they're like, oh, no, they're you like, really you, do. You need the brace today, <laughs> really all right? Go uh, walk out right in front of the media. Vic Fangio's flexed his muscles the past couple of days about not needing uh, or about bypassing the medical people by saying medical people saying this guy can play today and Vic saying, no, I'm going to let him sit. 
I think it's Vic saying I, I'm kind of a, a coach's a player's guy. Um, maybe it was the opposite here. Maybe the medical people are like, Baron Browning's fine. He's like, no, I don't think he Certainly is. Certainly not. <laughs> I've seen him. He's not okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, we do have the highlight here of one of K-Jack's interceptions today. Yep. And that's the second one where he jumped the route right there. That is top-notch. I mean, it's perfect. But they're just waiting on Judy at this point because he gets the ball. Yep. At, I mean, 50% of the plays on offense that are throws? Yeah, pretty much. And you know what was interesting? After practice – Vic really tried to uh, to take away some heat on Teddy Bridgewater by on that pl on the interception play. Uh, he said that that was the first time they'd run that defensive coverage to try to throw the quarterbacks off. I mean, clearly worked. Yeah. Um, I don't really think that should take any credence away from that because you're, aren't you going to see a lot of things you haven't seen in a game? If you uh, so aren't, I, then I the defensive coordinator isn't doing his job. Maybe that was Vic right there trying to – tipping his hand a little bit, showing who he's pulling for in this quarterback. Right. Game. Got another highlight here of, uh, of Noah Fant making a guy miss here. By the way, Noah Fant looks so big. Like and fast. yesterday when he was doing his little interview and he had like a sleeveless shirt on, his traps – are so huge he's a very big i mean that's a prototypical tight end yes 100 percent. and he's also upset he didn't get in the top 10 madden tight ends because yeah. i think he views himself and i think broncos fans would agree like just outside of that first tier right i was gonna say i think he realistic he's actually a guy that has very realistic expectations for himself uh and i think he right now he'd put himself right outside the top five well in the top is really clear to me i mean it's kittle kelsey and waller yep that's the top tier that's the top tier i think like the after that it's pretty much up for grabs also they have hawkinson rated higher than him which i thought was kind of garbage yeah he he did have a, a bigger year last year a bounce back year for him i believe but uh uh yeah that detroit game you'll get to see the two iowa tight ends go up against each other that's true all right uh anyone else we well, need to touch on? ryan i said someone's name earlier and your your eyes lit up i said justin stranod mm. now josie mm. jewel had a little uh a little groin pull earlier in practice, so Vic just, just let him sit the rest of practice. But instead of just keeping Alexander Johnson in with the first-team defense, they were letting Justin Stranod take those, and not just when it was Alexander Johnson and Justin Stranod on the field. In fact, when they went dime, you had Justin Stranod and Patrick Sertan in the middle of the offensive line kind of playing those that, that dime roll right there. And I thought, boy, I think this is the ideal situation for Vic Fangio if both of these guys work out. And really, Patrick Sertan's going to work out. So if Justin Sternod can be enough of a run defender where they can put him in there, because, you know, a team on third and six, third and seven, you think they're going to throw, but they could run, especially if, if Justin Sternod shows weakness there but i think this is the package that vic fangio ideally wants out there so that is two linebackers out there or no, just one one just one he's the only one he's the only one and that was the first time that i've noticed that in camp with him being the only one because they've done dime a lot where there's only one linebacker and they've rotated pretty pretty equally between josie and alexander that's like a full-on madden style defense it, you're going all speed baby. right and so the two down were still Shelby, Draymond, and then There was a Vaughn lot of rotation on the defensive line. You saw Deshaun Watson in there a lot, but that's how De it would Deshaun be. Williams. Deshaun Williams. Although yes. Deshaun yes. Watson is apparently uh, yes. playing yeah, some maybe. scout team defense out <laughs> yes. there in Houston. Um, yeah, so that, man, that's all speed. I mean, truly all speed. Behind yes. 
I mean, even Shelby and Draymond, like if we we're talking Madden ratings, those guys would be up there in terms of defensive ends. Yeah. So when you are playing a team like the Chiefs and they're going to send you all speed on offense, you have to have something to counter with that. The Broncos, a lot of people forget this. They really wanted Sternot out there last year. Vic Fangio fell in love with him early yeah. in camp. He was one of the few rookies I've ever heard Vic like talk glowingly about. They lose Sternod. That's one thing. Then they go out and get Mark Barron to replace Stranod's role Ooh. in the defense. <laughs> exactly. Mark Barron, I believe, never even made it through one practice. No, he got hurt in that practice. He got hurt in like the first half of the first practice. And then I, I guess they just kind of gave up on the position. And so they were playing with that handicap all year of not having a position yep. that they wanted out there. Don't sleep on Justin Stranod. I've been saying this all in the entire offseason he's healthy he's ready to go thankfully for him it wasn't a injury that you worry about guys coming back from like a knee or anything like that achilles um he it was a hand a wrist injury he's fully ready to go after that and i truly think that vic fangio has big plans for his role in this defense he really wants it to be the speed linebacker the coverage guy now i have a question who is guarding a, your your travis kelsey your darren waller is it stranad or is it Patrick Sertan? Sertan. Yeah, yeah. The more that I see the way they're using Sertan in practice, the more that I understand the pick a little more. Yeah. Because um, he is bigger bodied, um, and he makes sense for this hybrid role that I think that they've envisioned and haven't had the right player for. Um, you can't just throw in your fourth corner and ask them to cover Travis Kelsey. But if your fourth corner is Pat Sertan, then you can. And that's going to be a huge challenge for him physically, I think. Um, but I don't know what they're going to call it. And, and if I, and the next time I'm in a presser, I want to ask Vic like what they're calling that position. Maybe he won't tell us. But like CU does this thing they call a star linebacker, which is essentially a safety playing linebacker. Or sometimes you see them work a corner into that position. And it's just your way of saying like he's going to play up closer to the line, but we're using him in coverage. Maybe you use him on some blitz now and then. They used Davion Taylor in that role for a long time, and he really flourished there. But I think that Pat Sertan is, like, the perfect fit for this role, and it's why when they looked at him, they were like, we can't pass up on this guy. Like, Vic was like, this is this is the exact person I want for that role. They were just certain about Sertan, yes, right? Yes, they yeah. were. And I asked Tim, at Tim, Tim Patrick, who's a huge receiver after practice, uh, what he thought of Sertan so far going up against him. And he initially said, just said, he's good. And I asked the follow-up, and he said, he's good. And he's big. He's <laughs> yeah. a, he said he's a yeah. true 6'2". And this is about Tim Patrick, a big he's guy. True he's six, taller five, than that. Yeah. And that just really gives me confidence that he can go up against a big tight end. Exactly. He is big. I, I don't know if that's like – it wasn't the number one thing on his scouting report – but I almost look at him, his size, like a Keeb Tlaib type corner size, which again, why everyone just fell in love with him in that front office. He's big. He's strong. He's so sound. Every single person you talk to him about him says he doesn't look like a rookie. And like I said, I said this on, um, what do they call it? Training camp live yesterday, where I said most coaches would not create a position for a rookie. 
but Pat Sertan is not a normal rookie. No, he certainly isn't. And Ryan, a couple other names to throw your way. Trinity Benson just continues to have a very good camp. At the same time that Seth Williams and Tyree Cleveland aren't having good camps, those are guys I thought were like going to be locks for the team almost. You put them in the second cat, you have the locks. And then I thought Seth Williams and Tyree Cleveland were kind of right on that cusp. And then you had everyone else. Trinity Benson, just the way he's performed, has jumped those two guys. He's that guy that's on the cusp of making the team right now. Tyree Cleveland, again, a bad drop to start practice. Another one. He did have his first catch of camp today, though. He only had drops before that? Yeah, and I believe Seth Williams only has one catch as well. Uh, Now, you can say a rookie, and they're both six-round picks. It's not like the Broncos expected these guys to be Cortland Sutton, but when you look at their size, you say – Maybe they're Cortland Sutton light. I mean, that that was the way some people were talking about him. You did not see that. You haven't seen it so far in camp. Trinity Benson, in my mind, really has jumped him. Well, and I think Seth Williams is safe, um, but I don't know about Tyree Cleveland. That's a really competitive room, and like you said, he's a late draft pick. Um, what what were you pointing me out on, Allie? I was going to say, we have a bunch of comments here. So okay, let's roll through those really quick before we switch over to the podcast side. So we've got Jared here. LFG, can you tell me what that means? Let Faku grow. Oh, okay, (laughs) okay. Thank you, thank you. Then Dylan West here saying, let's go. Wish I was in Denver to come by and hang out. Congrats to the grand opening 2.0. Willie said I have the same Broncos pennant. That one's Mm, sweet. Yes, it is. Rick said drinking an RK special in Georgia. Bremen, Georgia. Shout out. Uh, Mile High Profit, who is downstairs right yes, now, said, get down is. to the DNVR bar You can't miss now. Mile High Profit, that's he's for sure. A, uh, he's a favorite at training camp, too. Yes, uh, I mean, everywhere he goes. Yes. Uh, then, he's really interesting dude to talk to, by the way, is. if you get a chance to. And then we have a comment here from Richard saying, if the news and the Colts, Col- and the Colts call, do you trade Bridgewater? No. When do you trade one of these guys? Never. 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 Well, I mean, maybe next year. But you... <laughs> Look, you want Drew to be the guy, but he's gotten injured. He's in here two seasons. He's gotten injured both seasons. He still has a lot to learn in terms of protecting his body on the field. And last season, we saw what happened. It was week two, right? Yep. He goes down, and then you're left with Jeff Driscoll. Yep. Which we ended up probably learning that Brett Rippon was a better option anyway. But you don't want to have to turn to Brett Rippon uh, this season. You, it, you want to have a solid backup. It would go completely against everything that George Payton has done this year in terms of building the team to let Vic Fangio succeed this year if you go and trade Teddy right now. You're not going to trade Drew if he's clearly ahead. You're just not going to do that. But let's say the Colts, uh, who did they sign today? They signed uh, Hunley, Brett Hunley. Yeah, Brett Hunley. Uh, Let's say a week week from now they say, oh, my gosh, no wonder this guy was still unsigned July 31st. What if they say, we'll give you a uh, second for Teddy? You, you just trade a sixth for him. Yeah, you I mean, played no you probably, games. Yeah, you'd probably take that deal. Okay. so Only if you don't believe you're competing this year, though. Okay. And then that would go against It would go what? Exactly. So third round pick. Again, you have to be honest with yourself in that moment. Are you saying, hey, we think if we're healthy, we're going to compete, and we want to be in a position that if Drew goes down for two weeks, we need to be able to tread water or four weeks. If you don't believe that, then you make that trade. We, I know John Elway was not realistic about this team when he was here. He always thought they had a chance to win that year. I don't yeah. know about George Payton. Well, we would find out from a move like that whether or not he can look at a team and say, this isn't a playoff team. I've seen them in 10 
training camp practices. I, right. I've seen a lot of training camps in my life. I know what a playoff team looks like. I know what a playoff team doesn't look like. But even him, I'd, I don't think he makes the move. I mean, at that price, you probably should. But again, it, it's are you being honest with yourself about the team? Okay, so they don't the uh, the Colts don't even need a practice with Brett Hundley. They get him in the building this afternoon and say, "Wow, this guy sucks. garbage." Tomorrow on the off day, they call and give a second for Drew. No. No. Okay. No. Again, I mean, unless you think that you want to make Teddy like we talked about this before camp, and I said like if they're internally thinking Teddy's going to be the starter, just do it. Right. Uh, and so if you had that sort of offer, then maybe you do it. By the way, Brett Hundley, you know I'm pretty good with predictions. Yes. Worst prediction of my life. I predicted oh, his senior no. year or junior year, whatever his last year in college was, I predicted him to win the Heisman. Ryan, everyone knew he was trash. No, they didn't. <laughs> but I should have known that he wasn't going to be that good, especially at UCLA. Wow. So there, you're being honest today. I am being I honest today. That. All right. Uh, we are going to wrap up the live side of the podcast. We'll jump over to the comments on the podcast side of things. Uh, appreciate everyone who tuned in. Appreciate our live audience yes. here for uh, tuning Very in. Very cool. And uh, so we're going to get this done and head down to the bar. Who's if you. Hey, yes. my favorite. <laughs> Uh, we're going to head down to the bar and, uh, and get to drinking after that. So come hang out at the DNVR bar. We've got UFC going on tonight, all sorts of good stuff. We'll see. All right, guys, before we move on, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Solace Meds who have smoking hot deals every single day for you guys. Uh, we're talking wild night and day gummies. Buy one, get one, 50% off. All Wana products, 25% off. Green Dot Concentrates, 20% off. The list goes on and on and on. And what's so great about Solace Meds is you can take all of those deals and add on another 20% off when you use the code DNVR20. You'll get another 20% off on top of their already existing deals. And it doesn't even end there, Zach, because after that, you can also get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you go into the Wheat Ridge location. Uh, so you can get all of the deals that they have existing. You can get another 20% off that. And you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you go into the Wheat Ridge location. So many different deals over at our friends at Solace Med. So go check them out. There's four convenient locations, including one just down the street from the DNVR bar. So you can head over there after you come down tonight to the grand opening 2.0 party. Uh, but make sure you check out our friends at Solace Meds. Ryan, we all love the Olympics and love watching them. And you know what's better than just watching Americans win gold? What's that? Is winning $100 win Americans Ooh. win gold. And our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook are giving you an opportunity to do that. And I, I don't know. I mean, I have to tune in to Bet Show to find out exactly what to bet on in the Olympics. So I'm more of a casual Olympics guy. But you put a little juice in there. And, man, it gets fun. And that's what I love doing over at DraftKings Sportsbook. It makes those, the, those uh, you know, baseball games that don't mean much right now, it makes them exciting. Same with the Olympics as well. And here's what you do. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to win $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. So that's all they have to do, win a medal. They and, uh, continue doing that every single going day. going to happen. So get in on DraftKings Sportsbook in order to turn $1 into $100 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that offer of $1 to $100 in free credits for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, before we move on, also want to give a shout-out to the Colorado XOs who finished their season at 5-5, five and five, Zach. An expansion team going 500, that's pretty solid. I mean, it's better than the Broncos have done in the past five years. And by the way, they didn't have some cushy expansion draft like the NHL has. They had to pull these players 
from random other sports. We're talking baseball, football, basketball, soccer. They found these people all over the world, and they all come down to try and do one thing. They want to eventually become members of Team USA Rugby so we can hopefully win a World Cup one year. Uh, I believe we took sixth this year in the Olympic rugby, so we're still working towards it, but maybe the Colorado XOs and their program will help us get better in the future. Absolutely, and something that's going to make us better in the future is the comments right now, Ryan. So oh, let's, let's hop go. into the comment section. First one coming in from Junior Pancake. Howdy, guys. Congrats on the grand opening party today. Hate I can't be there in person. We'll be definitely celebrating in spirit. I wonder if they're going with the Strawberry Sky or an RK Special, Ryan. Should go with, this, with an uh, RK Special. Oh, I'm you can shocked get, you, you said can that. Two. I'm shocked you said that. Why? I'm shocked you went with RK Special. Why? I'm not shocked. Okay. It's my dry sense of humor. Oh, that, that yeah. Too Sorry. Dry your delivery you. was just yeah, not very good. Okay. He, he goes on and says, so I'm not, he said, he actually says, Zach, that joke was hilarious. So thank you, Junior Pancake. Oh, good. Good he for says, him. So I'm noticing a trend here that I have to point out and ask. The trend is that Teddy seems to be getting a lot more of the benefit of the doubt than Drew. For example, day two, Drew threw no picks, but could have had one picked off. Day one and three, Teddy didn't hit a deep ball or splash play, but Tyree Cleveland could have caught those passes. I can't help but notice Drew tends to receive a negative but, whereas Teddy seems to get more of a positive but. Is this because of each quarterback's history in the league, or is this just how the grading scale breaks down? Please do not take this as me criticizing. Just something I've noticed and want to understand more. Appreciate all you guys do. Junior Pancake. First of all, I think it depends on who you're hearing talk. Um, and second of all, I think that there is a little bit of a reputation thing happening there where it's like, oh, Teddy has a reputation for making smart decisions, whereas Drew has a reputation for making bad decisions. So if Drew makes an almost bad decision, that's considered a, a, a missed play by the defense, where if Teddy does it, it just means, oh, uh, you know, almost a good play by the defense right and in something and by the I, way i don't think you or i have done that at all i was just gonna say that's not something that i've certainly tried not to do um because ryan i think the best thing is for teddy to win this job so i'm certainly not even though i still think Drew, teddy's or drew is the best thing i still think teddy's gonna win the job i will very well admit that drew is ahead right now just as our score, quarterback scoreboard will admit. But, Ryan, there's no question. The best thing is for Drew to win this job. So that's what every Broncos fan should want. Um, but Junior Pancake, I think it kind of ties into something we talked about in the first segment, was I do think with the coaching staff there will be an unfair butt. Now, is that butt going to just weigh in 1% or is it going to weigh in 10%? Uh, it, it really shouldn't weigh in anything, but – is it going to be significant or not? But I do think that will be there. Next one coming in from Drew from Mars. Hello, gentlemen. You got me. Finally subscribed. We got him. I'll start off by saying that I'm a Drew Locke stan. We share the same name, so I got to keep the faith in the guy. That being said, what are your realistic thoughts on the possibility of Locke adding a little bit of Teddy's style to his skill set and becoming a complete quarterback? It just seems to me that Drew's highs are so much better than Teddy's, and he just needs to take a few pages from the book of steadiness and finally spare us from having to see the quarterback carousel graphic for another year. What say you? I think you're totally right, and I think that is why they brought in a guy like Teddy. To make Drew say, okay, so this guy's just going to hold serve all day, right? Yeah. How do I hold serve in all the moments that I need to and then go big when I can? And honestly, if Drew ends up becoming a very good quarterback, 
I'm going to tip my hat to George Payton because I think that it would have all been calculated. Yeah, and Ryan, Drew has been steady. Zero interceptions in the first four days. I think off the top of my head, I remember one pass during team period that probably should have been picked. It went right through someone's hands. Outside of that, in team period, I'm not remembering any other plays where Drew should have been picked. So it's not like Drew probably should have thrown five interceptions through four days. Ryan, one, it, it, let's say Trey Marshall held on to that. One pick in, in four days, you'd still take that. Zero is what the actual stat line says. It's in, That's the steadiness that, that he needs. And we say Drew needs to stack these days on top of each other. Off day tomorrow. What does he do on Monday? And that's the last day before pads come on. By the way, I meant to mention this during the live. If he wins that day. Monday? Yes. He's going to start building himself a little lead. Yep. Yep. And momentum. Uh, something that will be hard to, be, to overcome for Teddy. Yep. All right. Next one's from Count Locula. We all lamented subs, Sutton's absence, but might Hamler be the true X factor of this? Oh, a true take the top off guy might cure a lot of ailments, right? I mean, what the ceiling is for KJ Hamler is he's a he's a Tyree Kill type of player. And uh, do you need Cortland Sutton if you have Tyree Kill? No, you don't. But what if you have them both? Now, I don't think he's Tyree Kill. I think that's a, a, a ceiling that Tyree Kill is the ceiling. Yeah, I'm thinking like may. I think that ceiling is not possible. Right, but I'm saying like that's the type of player he is. Is just take the top yeah, off. Yeah, I the think defense. like maybe like Deshaun Jackson. That would be huge. Yeah. And like as a ceiling. Well, and Deshaun Jackson, injury history, you can kind of see similarities between him and KJ. Sorry, I got distracted <laughs> by an announcement going on down at the DMV. Next one here comes in from T Meeks. What would Brett Rippon have to do to get a single point on the score quarterback scoreboard? And will he get a point during the competition? Thanks for everything you guys do. He's not in the competition. That's like asking what I would have to do to score a point in a Nuggets game. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you have to get in the competition. So once Vic Fangio says, we're letting Brett get in this, then we'll start tracking. Yes, absolutely. And that's, Vic Fangio's not going to do that. Spoiler alert. Sebastian Urbe, fellas, no training camp question yet today, but I came to wish y'all a great weekend and say that I'm 100% down for the three of you doing a broadcast. Yeah, someone yesterday asked if we could do like a live watch-along broadcast. I said... It might be tough, but we'll look into it. Ryan, speaking of looking into it, I looked into who is doing the Broncos preseason games. Can you guess? Oh, God. No, I can't guess. It's the freaking Monday night crew. The Monday night football crew is wow. doing the Denver Broncos preseason games. Why? Do they I just have, like Denver? I have no idea. No disrespect to the Broncos, but... They, couldn't they have anyone? <laughs> they got Steve Levy. All right. Steve. Uh, maybe Steve Levy just likes Denver. Yeah, he must. I'm going to try to go play golf with him. Uh, um, anyways, he says, I do have one question uh, about that. Do you think the problem with the audio and play syncing up correctly? I have no idea. Last thing I am is good with tech. Haha. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Much love, Sebastian. Yeah. There definitely would be. We've done um, watch-alongs for, like, uh, our Big Bets Bonanzas. And everyone says we're about 10 seconds behind. It, you wouldn't, I mean, you could try to sync it up, but it would be difficult. Right, it would be. Next one from Dan Burke. Hey, guys, couple things. One, I'm hearing good things about Mintz. I know there's no pads, but how has he looked so far? Um, to be honest, I, I've seen him. Uh, an, an edge rusher, number 91, Andre Mintz, rookie. Uh, he, he's, been, he's been fine. He can be pushing his way onto the practice squad. But, I mean, what, what I really was impressed with today 
uh, and being on the field to see it too is Malik Reed. He looks really and really solid in the run game, which is key for him. I love when the Broncos get an undrafted guy that we're all really hyped about and it works out. Yes. And Malik Reed is exactly that. Like <laughs> yes. usually it's some guy that no, no one knew about that pops off. Malik Reed we all knew we're like didn't I think he led the Mountain West in sacks. Yep. We're like this guy rules. How did he not get drafted? Yep. And maybe that's maybe Andre Mintz is the next guy. Yes. Uh, you just hope that uh, the the offensive line doesn't make mince meat of him. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Two, I'm generally comfortable with the depth on the team, but the one spot heading into camp that concerned me was the nose tackle position, and now Purcell gets injured. What Are are, are there any other guys on the roster you'd feel comfortable filling in for him as a starter, or is that the position where they might need to bring someone in? It is used, it, it used to be that you could find a run-stuffing nose tackle on the street at any point, but I looked at the available free agents, and it's not pretty. What do you all think? Well, one guy we talked about earlier is McTelvin. But also, Ryan, something we've we've seen these first four days is dime. They're going to be two defensive linemen a lot. And when you see that, it's not Mike Purcell. It's Shelby and Draymond. It's Shelby and Najim. It's those type of guys. It's defensive ends that are on the field. Now, will you need a big guy to stuff the run at some point? Yes, you will. McTelvin's a big guy. Melbourne Bronco, hey, guys, with three days into camp, what position should we be concerned about? Well, quarterback. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, until quarterback proves that it's not a right. concern, you have to be concerned about that. Um, uh, I want to see Bradley Chubb and Cortland Sutton on the field in team. Uh, we've seen a tiny bit of that from Cortland Sutton. We haven't seen it from Bradley Chubb. I want to see those guys. I'm getting, I'm not nervous, but after these next couple of days, I will be a little bit curious about why it's taking them so long i don't mean to, to this in like i'm taking a shot way it's hard to remember what bradley chubb's injuries are what was the most recent one i had to look that up yesterday because to your point it was that he had a bone spur removed okay and uh, yes i think it was yesterday vic fangio said in hindsight he should have had the surgery earlier and you know it comes on the heels of uh oh who's dealing pun? with this now oh <laughs> yes it wasn't his ankle um, who uh, there's a player right now across the league that should have had a surgery. Lamar Jackson? No, it's I don't I don't remember. Okay. I'll remember it sometime. All right, next one here from Samuel Bisou. Hey guys, no question today. Just wanted to say uh, how much we appreciate the content and all the effort you guys put in day in day out. Loving the new short video ceremonies on the day on Twitter. That was a fantastic idea. I don't know if it's possible. But I think if you rotate Andre once a week to see training camp, you can get more of a scout's perspective to what's going on. Just an idea. I love the idea, uh, Samuel Bisu, but that is not possible. Yeah, the Broncos, the Broncos put the crack down. Don't really give us much freedom in that <laughs> world uh, as much as we'd love to. Although maybe, maybe he can fill in for me one day next week. Maybe. Um, I really were hoping for a winning season this year and can't wait to see how fun it could be with DNVR. We've had so much fun even in the Vance years, so I can't imagine how much better a season would be if the team was contending. I honestly can't even imagine it, as sad as that is. Yeah. Um, but, like, I watch the Nuggets guys have so much fun. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, wow, what if we could have that much fun? I'm like, it looks fun. Looks fun. Yeah, it looks Come fun. Come on, George Payton, help us I'm out here. I mostly just think, like, can I – 
Come on, the show with you guys. I want to have fun. <laughs> Lionel Hutt's attorney at law. We get the reference now. Yes, he says it's from the, um, the Sandlot. Uh, uh, Seinfeld, right? <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. He says with friends. The, yes, yes. With the depth at wide receiver and players like Kendall Hinton and Trinity Benson trying to make the roster, how many wide receivers will the team carry this year, and who doesn't make the cut? A lot of guys aren't going to make the cut. So it's usually between six and seven, right, Zach? Yep. So, okay, let's go through it. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. Deontay Spencer, are you giving him a spot? Yes, Deontay okay. Spencer is getting a spot. So now there's five. So that leaves one to two spots for Trinity Benson, Seth Williams, Tyree Cleveland. Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton. So two, at most, two of those four guys I just named are going to make the team. I'm going to predict that Tyree Cleveland does not. Oh, Seth Williams does. So there's one. Yeah. And that leaves one spot for Trinity Benson or Kendall, Kendall Hinton. Hinton. And I'm going to say Kendall Hinton gets the Woo. big thank you from the Broncos and makes the team. Everyone would love that. Brian, I kind of see boiling like that down, boiling it down like that as well, where those two guys are competing and the other two guys are competing. Yep. The way that Trinity Benson has performed the first four days of camp, I'll give him the slight edge. Kendall Hinton practice squad. You can't let him go. Yeah, yeah. You got to give him his hundred. There are like 000. several people that have Kendall Hinton jerseys. Yes, <laughs> yes. What uh, what number two from last year? I believe it's two, and now he's up to nine. Yep. Wearing the nine makes him look so much bigger. Yeah. I don't know how to explain that. It's true. But I looked down there. I said that to you yesterday. I said, "Who is nine? When you see him, you don't necessarily think, "Oh, that's Kendall Hinton," because he looks That's the bigger. little guy who played quarterback yeah. and threw two picks. No. Exactly. Nope. Exactly. Uh, all right, before we get out of here, I want to give a shout-out to Green Mountain Dental Group, where you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you sign up for a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. This has been an absolute blast, Zach. So awesome to have a live studio audience for the first time <laughs> yes. for us. So freaking uh, cool. So shout-out to everyone who watched along with us. Shout-out to everyone who listened, all the commenters. And uh, we will, of course, be back with you guys on Monday. No pod tomorrow. We need to sleep and rest and play a little golf maybe uh but we'll be back with you guys on monday for another recap so thank you guys for tuning in we'll talk to you later
hacer 